Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome, everybody. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for being a good God to us, Lord, and we just thank you for your anointing that you have poured out on each and every one of us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the gifts that you've given us individually, Lord, and corporately, Lord, so that way we can all work as a body, Lord, not dysfunctioning, but functioning in perfect unison to achieve your will, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is the anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, welcome, everybody. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our discussion on the Word and specifically on the Lord's house. And before we get into the Word, though, I would just ask if you're blessed by this message that you hit the like button, that you subscribe on this and any number of our platforms, and that you share it with someone else so they too can be blessed and, most importantly, learn and grow in the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, as we, well, I'll say this, we're going to continue our discussion mm-hmm. on the care of the lamp. Amen. Right? Now, I know you're like, you're probably saying to yourself, John, this, this is literally just two verses. And this is the third episode on <laughs> <laughs> two verses of scripture. That's all right. But this, the, the care, the maintaining of the Lord in our lives, right? Ensuring that our heart is open. Is tilled, is receptive towards him and what he's doing and pouring into us and our lives mm-hmm. so that we can, I'll say, maintain our love for him is vital. It is key, mm-hmm. both here in this life, but also for eternity. So, um, as all things, we're just going to give it the proper um, attention it deserves, which is... Mm-hmm. When the Lord stops talking about it, then we will stop talking about it, mm-hmm. right? But there is a, a an importance, a, a vital importance on this. So the Lord has not led us to move forward yet. So we're going to continue that. And with that being said, can I get a volunteer to reread Exodus 27, verses 20 and 21, please? I will. All right, promise. And you shall command the children of Israel that they bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light, to cause the lamp to burn continually. Mm-hmm. In the evening of in sorry, in the tabernacle of meeting outside the veil which is before the testimony, Aaron and his sons shall tend it from evening until morning before the Lord. It shall be a statute forever to their generations on behalf of the children of Israel. Amen. Well, at this time, we're going to open up the floor and give everyone the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to them, and, of course, to ask any questions that you might have. So who would like to begin? Amen. I would. All I right, would honey, today. honey. So um, in yesterday's podcast, uh, we were finishing up, a, you, you had referenced Psalm 23, and... Uh, you also, you know, there's a, the verse, uh, 
Verse 5, the, the latter side of verse 5, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. And we were talking about that. Um, you mentioned, my love, that David literally is referencing that he had been anointed to be king. Mm-hmm. But yet he found himself running and hiding in the wilderness and, you know, from cave Absolutely. to cave and things of that nature. And the Lord had reminded me of something that he's been talking to talking with me and, and to me about, um, which is time of preparation mm-hmm. that comes along with the anointing. Absolutely. So, you know, we think of the anointing and we're just like, ah, power. And, you know, <laughs> that instantly we're supposed to be able to do beyond what we're able to do. And it does. The anointing does give no, us definitely. supernatural ability that we can't have in and of ourselves, But preparation is character development and by preparation you mean uh, maturation as in maturing in those things yes i do mean that and i also mean when the lord takes us through a season of preparation that he mm-hmm. his way is to prepare us to be able to handle that anointing properly Absolutely. and so that we we bring glory and honor to the lord with that you think about our messiah you know he I, you guys I joke with the with my family often, you know, Jesus didn't come out of the womb sucking on a pacifier. Wine! You know, he didn't do that, you know, <laughs> waving his baby hands over stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, calling it wine or healing or any of those things. He, he grew in to what God had for him. Amen. And even when he had reached a, a physical age of maturity, he had to be anointed by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit rested upon him. He was already mm-hmm. in him, but he rested upon him to now go and do the works. Amen. But there was an internal character that was built, an internal maturation that had taken place that caused him to be able to walk in that anointing properly, effectively, and yielding the fruit that God wanted to gather from it, to gain from it. The Lord had to press in to believe who he is, like to, to accept that he is the son of God. Because while we see um, written accounts of the enemy going, well, if you're the son of God, if, 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 challenging him and mm-hmm. even natural people who the adversary was using as a tool, challenging his, his deity and his relationship to God, Jesus had to be fully persuaded. He had to be fully convinced and he had to press in to go, no, yes, I am the son of God. Mm-hmm. This is exactly who I am. And he had to continue to press in and confess that and then operate in that um, integrity that came as a, as a result of the preparation that happened. So um, I believe as Ecclesiastes says, uh, it references wisdom with an inheritance mm-hmm. is good. So when you get an inheritance, but you have no wisdom to go along with it, you have no character built, it often doesn't yield all the fullness that it, it should. Samson would be an example of that. He had no internal character, no fortitude. Right. So while he was given strength and ability and God wanted to use him, he ended up making a mess of a lot of things and his life didn't glorify and honor God as the way God wanted it to. Absolutely. Um, Saul is the same way. But David, um, looking at Psalm 23, and I'm going to connect this to where we're going, so remind me to do that, uh, where we're going to go the next uh, podcast. David, you know, when we look at Psalm 23 and as we were comparing it to the anointing, God 
used his time as a shepherd, and David is referencing God as his shepherd because that's what he knew, right? He had spent time with the Lord, and God had, he had started the work of developing him out there. David, having a loyal heart towards God, was cultivated while he was in the fields. Um, His confidence in the covenant that he had was cultivated in the fields. We saw him reference that with Goliath. Mm -hmm. I've taken the lion and the bear by the beard and smote him, and, you know, I prevailed there because my God is with me. And while David was in the the path of, he had been anointed king already, but he wasn't yet ready to sit on the throne. Absolutely. But the time that he spent, and God took him, spent with him, preparing him while he was running from cave to cave, learning how to govern the people and to treat them, the people, just like he had those young sheep. He had to make that transition mentally and mm-hmm. emotionally and um and mature into being a king. And he did that out there, for example, um, when was it Ziglag had been attacked and his mm-hmm. wives and everybody's stuff was taken captive while he, David and the men were off somewhere right. else um, fighting a different battle. They mm-hmm. had been robbed in their home place. And the some of the men were so tired from fighting the other battle and just the being really disappointed and flabbergasted that sure. while they were gone, they had been robbed to such a degree that couldn't even move they, forward they or couldn't, go with them. Right. They couldn't carry on for the rest of the battle, but some of them still had some strength and they were able to get up and go and fight. And David mm-hmm. asked God about it. And he said, you will without fail recover all. So they went and did that. But when they brought back the spoil, the wicked men said, no, only give them their wives and their children and they don't get anything else. And David said, no, this is not the way it's going to be mm-hmm. because that's ungodly. That's wicked. The people that watch the the materials get the same reward with those that go and fight. Absolutely. And then in that same um, section of scripture, it says, and that was a statue in Israel to this day, mm-hmm. meaning David learned how to be king. He learned Absolutely. how to rule the people righteously and judge and govern them wholly in a correct way that honored God while he was out there being prepared in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, um, you know, we don't always take to heart and to light the preparation that God brings to us. And we, we despise it because we don't see how it fits at the time. We don't see why it matters at the moment, but the place always comes. And, and Layla, you and I were talking about this in a, a few podcasts previously, that if someone finds themselves lacking a good thing it's oftentimes because they didn't receive it when god brought it to them yes and that's that's a part of preparation he prepares us for the place that he's called us to he prepares us to do the things that he wants us to do he prepares us to handle the anointing Absolutely. so that we we don't grieve the holy spirit we don't bring discredit to the gospel we don't fail to do anything that god has equ- ordained us to do the good works that he predestined for us to walk in Taking and appreciating the time of preparation goes a long way. And it's the difference between a a long life in ministry, a long life of flowing mm-hmm. in the anointing of God or a very short journey. And you see people, they, they got the anointing, the Lord blessed them, but there was no root in them. There was no preparation. There was no fortitude or resilience. And then they fall away. And then we go, well, what happened? Why did they turn into lust? Why did they do these things, et cetera, et cetera, because that preparation hadn't taken place or been allowed to yield itself fully. The Lord um, sets times and seasons in our mm-hmm. lives. He's given everyone a destiny track and we are going to meet it. We can't rush to it and we can't delay it. It, it is predestined where Absolutely. it's predestined for us to meet it. 
And along the journey, God wants us to have every resource needed, every bit of equipping, every bit of um, spiritual, mental, emotional growth that's needed to get there, all the help that we need. And he gives it to us as we go along the way. So opening our mindset and our perspective to see that preparation is vital. I know I'm, I'm a microwave generation. I love to go from, I'm not even on the board. Let's just get to Z God because I can do it. I can handle it. Instant. Yes. <laughs> right. Your way right away. <laughs> you know, Dean is always talking about instant mashed potatoes because right? instant gratification is, is what we like. We don't want to wait. We don't really care to be prepared because it doesn't matter. Let's just take we're it there. Going through that process. But even right. we're bringing the fresh oil, right? Mm-hmm. What this, or the pure oil. From pre- fresh pressed olives or pressed mm-hmm. olives, that in itself is a process there it of is. just extracting the oil. You have I know to it's the Lord. The so, olives you have to right. get. You know they have to be the right ripeness and the right preparation. But treated then, a especially way. the uh, I'll say ancient or old school way of doing it, mm-hmm. right? Um, with the a giant millstone and being, you know, going around in that circle. Mm-hmm you know, tons of times and, and then like the whole rest of the process of collecting all the oil that's squeezed out and letting it sit in, in that whole process, it it takes time. It does indeed. And that means there has to be foreknowledge, forethought, mm-hmm. all of those things put into it. So there's two sides. God is always thinking. We already know he thinks about the details. He declares the end from the beginning. And we taking our position in him and taking on his way of doing things we have to have the same kind of foresight but the appreciation of it the appreciation of Mm. it i i know that in my life i haven't always appreciated the time of preparation god gave me and it seemed like god why are we doing this why does this even matter why does this what does this have to do with us going over there and 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 let's let's just state it plainly sometimes it's painful right to our flesh yes to to our our flesh it can be painful because there's that governing and ruling Reining ourselves in, buffeting our flesh to obey God and walk in step with him or do things that we find less than comfortable or whatever it is. But Which is all still part of the process. Amen. We have to be willing and open to to endure that. Amen. Jesus was obedient to the Father. Amen. Even unto death. As our pattern example. Exactly. He didn't wince out of one stripe that was destined for him on our behalf. He didn't say, hold up, don't you snatch that last hair out of my beard? He didn't do that. He took everything that God brought to him. And I'm not saying that God wants us to be punished, but he does want us to endure. There are things that do require and may require physical enduring. They may require um, things that are hard testing that appear that way to us. But you see that even in Job, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Job is the the first written or recorded book of, of scripture. But Job's friends say to him, the same thing that you've done to others, right? Encouraging others and all that. It says, now it's required of you, right? You've encouraged others to stand. Mm-hmm. But now you're required to stand, right? When Job is facing all this, mm-hmm. this trials and adversity. From and, the adversary. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're required to stand as well. That's why um, it talks about the whole armor of God, right? Put it on. Why? So that you can stand. Amen. Amen. And walking in the continualness of the anointing, taking times of refreshing. Jesus got away to spend time with the Lord, to be refreshed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit wasn't flying away and leaving him, 
but he needed to be refreshed. He needed to be strengthened. He needed to bring his thoughts and his will and alignment back with the father. I'm not saying he got out of alignment, but the flesh, we see him in the garden go, Lord, I know there's another way, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. But taking that time to come back and be refreshed, which is what you were talking about, staying connected, um, LeCharles, yes. staying connected to the to the Holy Spirit so that you are always able and walk in a, a newness and a freshness all the time versus keep going until you're drained and then you just fall off on the side of the road somewhere and the angels got to come pick you up or, you know, the Lord has to send other believers to come get you, whatever it is, mm-hmm. to come find you because you fainted. But staying connected to the anointing, staying connected to the source matters, which is keep the oil burning continually. So not only does our love for God have to stay continual, but our connection to him in the way of staying fit to do the work. And that includes appreciating the time of preparation because it's needed. Every time he tells us to prepare, it's because there's something coming on the other side that we're going to need the equipment and the preparation for to enact wisely. When David let God prepare him in the, in the field, he, the, the scripture says that he acted wisely when he went mm-hmm. out before the people and came in and everybody was just like, oh my goodness, how great is this guy. Okay, that's the Kamisha version, but um, you know, I'm just <laughs> summarizing that. You know, Everybody was just enamored and blown away with the excellence coming out of him, but that didn't just come because he's David. <laughs> if only it were that simple. It didn't just happen because the Lord said, I have a plan for you. That didn't, that's not why that came about in his life. Likewise with our Lord and Savior, it didn't just happen because he was Jesus. The scripture says that mm-hmm. he learned obedience by his suffering. So he learned and I'm sure that was painful growing up as a child, being God in, in this little dirt body that can't walk or do any, you know, it still has to learn. Guess what? Jesus didn't just get up and walk across the carpet. I'm pretty sure he had to learn just like we did because he knows what it's like to be human. Mm-hmm. He didn't skip any of the steps. Right. He didn't just come out the womb and he's out there healing everybody as a 30 year old man, fresh out the womb. Or calling he, down 12 <laughs> legions of angels there. Fresh out the womb. He did not do that. <laughs> He had to be held. He had to be nursed. We see that in scripture. He had to be taken and rescued Mm -hmm. and um, protected and all of those things, just like we need. So the time of preparation is significant. Now, tying it to where we're getting ready to go, Aaron and his sons Mm -hmm. being placed in a, a role that was significant. Absolutely. Aaron had spent time with Moses hearing from God, learning at least the pattern, but his children, not so much. They kind of got a secondhand introduction or they got a job because they were related to. They had some nepotism going on. Now, and God doesn't, he doesn't have a, a twisted mentality, but this is something that was given to them because of their lineage. Well, so I'll say this, right? And you see this throughout scripture, especially in the Old Testament. Succession is always built into the Lord's plan. Amen. Having someone to sit on the throne in your exactly. lineage, your line coming from yes. you that will continue through generations. Yes. Which is... a you know, a legacy, mm-hmm. right? But um, it's also, a, oh yeah, we just call it a legacy, right? It says mm-hmm. it's that in scripture, right? Like leave your children a, a legacy, an inheritance. Right. Um, and a that is man. one, right? So, yeah. the, but that also comes with, there's the if, the condition, right? If your children will follow in my ways, right? That's mm-hmm. He made this to Abraham. He made this with... David? Even Moses, right? David, especially, or uh, mm-hmm. Abraham and Davidic covenants is what typically people typically refer to. Mm-hmm. There's the condition. This is I intend to be God, you know, mm-hmm. over you and your children and your descendants after you. Mm-hmm. And for them, the the descendants, 
and children after them mm-hmm. to be his people. Mm-hmm. However, it was, if you walk in my ways and follow my statutes and, and love me the same as their fathers did, right. then they would never, in David's case, lack someone to sit on the throne, right? And Abraham's, they'd never leave the land, and, right? And it would just be blessed abundantly. There's that condition, the if, which goes back to maintaining this relationship with the Lord, maintaining our care of the lampstand. And the connection point is they would have been prepared, the next generation would have been prepared Mm -hmm. to take the place, to sit as the king or judge or whatever it was, having grown up in the household with their parent who loved God, the preparation would have taken place naturally if it was received, and then the person would have been equipped to rule and sit on the throne. When we look at Solomon's writings, the especially the beginning parts of Proverbs, he's like, this is what my father said, my, my daddy told Absolutely. me this, my daddy told me that, and I'm, I'm the son of David, and blah, blah, you know, not blah, 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 but et cetera, et cetera. Um, not minimizing those, please forgive me, excuse me. Um, he took it to heart. He mm-hmm. took the preparation time. And then when he had a moment to stand before God, he asked for the appropriate and the wise thing. And God said, aha, mm-hmm. there you go. You got it, son. You kept what your father implanted in you, the preparation that you had. You didn't exactly. forsake that. You didn't scamper off. Solomon had how many other brothers that went before him? And none of them were qualified. They none actually, of them took to heart the preparation. They, they wanted, disqualified themselves. Exactly. They didn't take to heart the preparation that was presented to them because God said to Abraham or about Abraham, he will teach his children about me after mm-hmm. him. He will train them up and prepare them exactly. to be in my presence and in place to handle the blessing. But David's other sons didn't do that. They're busy well, wanting the limelight and et cetera, even, et cetera. Even Abraham's children did not want that with the exception of one. The, the child of promise, which was, or the, the child of the blessing, which mm-hmm. was Isaac. And, and the rest had promised, the yeah. opportunity as well, but they rejected it. And as a result, they were sent off. They were given, they were given a gift mm-hmm. and they were sent away. Right. They couldn't take Isaac's place because that was ordained by God, but Amen. they could have come into their own walk. Absolutely. Um, because David's servant, I'm not David, Abraham's servant um, that went and got Isaac's wife, mm-hmm. he understood the blessing. Absolutely. And he walked in the level that was apportioned to him, that he could walk in. Mm-hmm. He couldn't become the heir of the household, but he was like, my Lord has been, God has been faithful to him. He's been blessed. All of those things. And he recognized the blessing and appreciated it. That's it. Um, so back to what we were talking about. The time of preparation is to be appreciated. So when we look at Aaron and his household, Aaron got preparation and spending time with Moses and hearing God speak and doing this, that, and the other, and some, maybe some faux pas that he made that, that had to be corrected. But then his sons did not. Mm-hmm. They would have what we would call a secondhand anointing. They, they got introduced and they got to be in line for something, but they weren't necessarily prepared for it. So, so to summarize that quickly, it is knowing about God, but not knowing God personally, deeply, intimately for yourself. Not having your own time of preparation with the Lord that you exactly. accept, harness, and appreciate. So then they end up taking these censers and offering profane, you know, <laughs> profaning the Lord's way, and they ended up perishing prematurely because they had the anointing, mm-hmm. if you will, but they did not have the preparation that went along with it, and they violated God in that. But Charles, what were you going to say, darling? Oh, very quickly, I was just going to say... Similar to what you were saying, Mom, and the Lord was speaking to me here was that you can't also 
try to take somebody else's place in their anointing for yourself. Like when mm-hmm. we see here, it was specifically for Aaron and his children. Mm-hmm. And I can't, fi- I couldn't find it right now. But it reminded me of Zaya the king. He decided to go into the temple. Mm-hmm. And the priest said, no, this is not for you to be doing that. And he decided he was going to walk in the anointing that he chose for himself. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, if mommy says, use vegetable oil, I can't go and say, nah, I'm going to use peanut oil. Yeah, that won't work. It's not what it's used you. for. You're supposed <laughs> to use what you're told to use. So so what you're saying, because King Saul did the same thing, right? Instead mm-hmm. of waiting for yes. the priest to perform the duties of the priest, mm-hmm. he just said, I'm going to go do it instead. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there are still left and right limits, right? There, yes. There are boundaries of which you can operate in, right? Yes. If you will, in in the kingdom, you don't just have free reign, and everything is supposed to be as the Lord commands, right? That's again yes. going back to the pattern example of Christ. He only said what the Father said, and he only did what the Father did. Amen. Amen. Yes. And the the time of preparation and proper appreciation for that preparation that God gives us equips you to handle what needs to be handled so you have the wisdom you have the mm-hmm. knowledge and the understanding that's needed so that you don't violate god or step outside of the blessing the anointing of what he's called you to do if you know who you are and you're prepared you don't want to snatch someone else's anointing you yes work within your own and you're satisfied therein amen go ahead la charles and then um example the example the lord gave was how you tell you teach one of us if we're of the age where only one of us can learn at the point. And then when he gave me an example with it, it was sometimes mommy, you may tell me to do something Then mm-hmm. I try to tell promise to go do it saying promise. Can you do this for me? That doesn't work. He's not being taught. He has not been taught on what is supposed to be needed. There was a reason why you came to me to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe just so I can go learn, or maybe because I've already learned it. Same is true here. He gives each person this, uh, the training they need so they can go out and complete it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mean for us to go pawn it off and hot potato saying, okay, I know the Lord told me to weave, but why don't you do it, Jim? You can do it. Mm-hmm. That's not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Your, your grandmother, my mother, would call that passing the buck. Mm-hmm. Don't don't pass the buck. Again, one of those sayings I didn't know what she was talking about <laughs> until I was 30 <laughs> in my 30s. So absolutely. Um, you know, when I when I look at my children, when I look at you, you all, I judge where you are in life, age wise, maturity wise, mm-hmm. and I judge what's coming next for you. When is it time for you to learn these lessons? How essential is it? And I'm judging by the Holy Spirit's prompting and his guidance as well. And so if I'm training you to do something, it's not time for promise to do it. It may not be his time, but it's it's pressing for you to know it because you're going to run into this here in a, a couple of weeks or months or whatnot. You're closer to it than he is. And then I and dad are the ones who get to go. Now it's time for promise to learn this. Not you. Yes. Because he's not your child. When and you have your babies, you will judge, you and your wife will judge by the Holy Spirit when it's time for your children to do things. It won't be me coming over and going, it's time for you to learn this. And you're like, wait a second, hold hold on, wait well, now. And, and and then the reverse of that is true. Because we're teaching you something, it's not now time for promise to jump in and also receive the lesson, the same lesson, with, given at the same level of maturity and all those other mm-hmm. things, because it's just not time. 
Yes. It would be time for promise to master the things that have already been given and taught to him mm -hmm. so that he is then ready, prepared, and mature for the next set of lessons and instruction. Don't skip steps. Mm -hmm. Just walk with the Lord. I'm, I'm the youngest in my, of my sisters. Um, and I always looked at them like, oh, they've got something. And I would try to jump ahead to where they were. And, and keep jumping ahead, but that's not where I was. And so by me jumping ahead in an inappropriate way, I missed the, the steps that I needed. Mm -hmm. And so I would often get places that go, what? So confused. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on <laughs> because I hadn't gone A, B, C, D, E. And it wasn't the Lord prompting me forward or anything or accelerating my growth. It was me trying to take something that wasn't mine at the time. I wasn't ready for. And I missed what I actually did need. In, in an effort to try to get there at the same pace that they were doing something. So running your race with the Lord is absolutely important, but I cannot stress enough valuing where he has you, especially when it's him saying, come away with me, come aside mm -hmm. with me, let me teach you, let me prepare you. When he does that, we need to perceive it, take it to heart and allow the preparation to come forward. Go ahead, Layla. Um, and very quickly, when I was looking at the at verses 20 and 21, when it said that the menorah or the lampstand was in, but in the court, but there was the veil and then there was the testimony. I don't know. And the lampstand was in the holy place, not in the court. The holy place. Thank you, Dad. The holy place. And then there was the veil. Then it was the holiest of holies where the testimony <laughs> was. And it just interested me that. Yes, there's the practical use that you don't need a lamp when it's full-blown daylight outside, and it would be useful in a tent, but that it was in a place where it was next to the testimony, the Word of God. So in our refinement and allowing the Lord to anoint us, He's also giving us the Word at the same time to hear and receive as well. That comes with the preparation. Um, Mommy and Dad, you always tell me, seek the Lord and ask him what he'll have me do. Don't just blunder around blindly going, Lord, anoint me. And then I don't have any instruction. Yes, he'll, he'll tell me, but he also gave us a word to look at, to go and see what he's already said, because there's so much contained in there. Mm -hmm. As a dear brother in Christ says, it's loaded. Yes, it is. <laughs> so Amen. there in the preparation, there are other steps that we take as well. He gave us a written word for a reason to mm -hmm. be combined with his spoken word. He didn't mean for you to just take one piece and leave the other. We mm -hmm. need both because they work in tandem and in harmony with each other to create the whole picture. Amen. And the entrance of his word does what? What do you mean the entrance of his word? When, when God's word shows up. What does it produce? Life. It produces light and it does produce life. Um, but now you know where you're going. And um, the Lord always references bringing light on the scene. He always references bringing it so it deals with the darkness. It, it scatters or disperses the darkness. So now that we can see, he always talks about us having a straight path before our feet so that we don't stumble he is interested in our success he's highly invested in our success 
there's only one person that's interested in our failure and that would be the adversary and he's not a person but one one being one spirit or whatever that's interested in our failure that's the adversary god wants us to succeed in him so allowing the lord to light his word to you the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you know what what do you what are you going to know that he he loves me and he loves you and you're able to comprehend this is what paul says in ephesians the light of your understanding being open that you may know what the will of the father is that you know the length the width the depth the breadth the height of god's love for you and you'll be rooted and grounded in it not falling and not being able to stand when adversity comes but you know that you know that you know that he loves and he cares for you and that he's got a plan for you amen Psalm 119, 130, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Mm -hmm. Amen. And you also find out who that is in the Gospel of John, the first five verses. Amen. Which goes back to what you were saying about the light coming and shining in the darkness. and Amen. But then the darkness did not comprehend or understand it. And it can overtake it. Exactly. Not. So. Amen. So. Again, the encouragement here, right? And caring for the lampstand. Don't let your light go out. Amen. Don't hide it under a bushel, but don't let it go out. And appreciate it. It may seem like, Amen. why do we got to keep lighting this lampstand, Lord, all the time? But there's reason for that preparation because when it's dark, it's too late to find the light. <laughs> and you're stumbling around and groping in the darkness. It's already too late at that point. But exactly. if it's already ready and prepared, if you're prepared, you have all the things that you need. Mm -hmm. And we'll never stumble. Amen to that. So, Glory to God. Amen. We're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you that you are the light and the life in the world, Lord, that you have given us breath to breathe, Lord, that you have anointed us, God, that you protect us, Lord, that you are our staff and our rod, Lord, and that you comfort us, Lord, and that we have no fear of fear, Lord, that we don't have to fear anything that the adversary is trying to do, Lord, because you keep us, Lord. You protect us and you bring us to the place where you have for us, Lord. And today, Lord, we just submit ourselves to you to be fully maturated in the areas that you want us to be in, Lord. Develop us in our character, Lord, so that we continue to grow and look more like your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. And we thank you for doing that, Lord, and for your willingness to walk with us, Lord, and that you never leave us or forsake us, Lord. And we, we thank you for your goodness, Lord, your long-suffering and your patience, Lord, and that you are love. So we just thank you for your plan and your divine destiny for each and every one of us, Lord. We ask blessings over our listeners, Lord, and our partners, Lord, that they have favor in their workplaces, in their schools, Lord, on their thank sports you, team, wherever it is that you have them, Lord, and that they are able to be the light in the darkness, Lord, and that we can be built together to be the city on a hill. And we just thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. 
complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.